Blog Talk Radio. much says it all ladies and gentlemen that is a song by ted nugent called i still believe and um that is his intro music ted will be joining us here in just a few moments for a very special episode um don't know how long he's gonna be able to stay with us today that's completely up to him he can stay as long or as little as he wants um 
I've been trying to get him on the air for quite some time, just been hitting and missing, and finally things kind of came together. And thanks to one of the gals that, that does his booking, Linda, we're able to put this together today. Um, this will be rebroadcast on Wednesday night, and as many of you know, it'll it'll still be uh, out there to where you can go and get it on uh, the podcast uh, on iTunes or on the on the Kelly Outdoors uh, page here or the Facebook page. They're available all over the place. Um, as many of you know, this the, the topic today is going to be about gun control and gun control legislation and just the complete insanity about what's going on. And there's probably no person out there better qualified to talk about um, what's going on in the, in the real world, in the media, than uh, Ted Nugent. All right? the, the bottom line is he's, he's very well read, he's up to speed on all this stuff, and he says what's on his mind. Uh, I think, you know... People have different levels of communication, um, and some people communicate with people of a certain level, and other people communicate with people of a different different kind of category or whatever. I think I think Ted is one of those people that transcends different lines. I mean, he can pretty much talk to anybody. I've talked to, I've listened to him on numerous radio shows over the years, um, discuss various topics that he's very passionate about, and obviously, um, private ownership of guns and the Second Amendment is one of his biggies. You know. Um, and he can communicate with anybody. I mean, and that that is not as easy as you might think. Um, I, I mean, there's some people that they don't understand uh, what what person is trying to say, but some people have the gift of being able to break it down, and and, and people can understand it and, and relate. And I I don't know if it's because it, they're such an eloquent speaker as much as it is that they're passionate about the subject matter that they're talking about. And they express it in a way that, you know, not only can you understand the words and the language, but you also can uh, appreciate the intensity of, of the emotions involved with the conversation. So, And I think that's what, what Ted brings to the table in a lot of times. Um, he recently was on a TV show uh, with that Pierce Morgan guy, you know, and I got to watch about a 30-second clip of that. And, frankly, I don't know how Ted kept from going across the table and jap-smacking the guy, you know, <laughs> It would have been very tempting, you know, to say the least. Um, but in any event, he's he's been around. He's he's a he's a legend in the in the music industry, um, and he's he's currently he was originally from Detroit. In case you guys don't know this, he's originally from Detroit. Um, he was a serious rocker for a long time, still is. Uh, his family just recently moved to Texas, uh, and by recently, I mean in the last five years. Um, and he uh, he's a very very outspoken critic of the, of the current administration and the current gun laws and the people that are trying to take, you know, our Second Amendment and trample it. Um, and, I mean, he's he is, I think, the embodiment of what you would probably find a couple hundred years ago in our founding fathers, the people that stood up and said enough is enough and this is right and this is wrong and this is where the line is drawn in the sand. And I think that's that's probably what you get when you're talking to Ted Nugent. I mean, that's that's my interpretation of the guy. You know, he's pretty much of a, I don't want to say a rebel or renegade. I, I think he's hes exactly what this country was was founded on, you know, back when, when our forefathers decided this is going to be it and we're drawing the line in the sand and we're not going to hang out with England anymore. Um, so, anyway, we're waiting for him to call in any time now. His, his schedule, believe it or not, is just completely crazy. Um, we were able to secure a 3 o'clock or a 310 uh, call-in time for him. And so hopefully we're going to be ready to rip in that area here in just a few minutes. So if you hear me dash away and grab the phone, uh, I really won't be dashing away, but 
I'll just be locking him in. It will be him because we don't have any other callers coming in this afternoon. Uh, just him. So, anyway, there's a, there's a lot of activity out there in the internet uh, as far as the gun laws and stuff. There's I saw some postings on here today on what California is trying to do. Um, only 500 rounds uh, of ammunition can be bought in a year. Um, I, I guess the the crazy crazy laws are trying to pass in different places just off the off the wall. Um, I heard something the other day, and I don't I don't know how man how accurate this is, but Missouri was talking about passing a law that would require anybody that owns any guns that they deem to be illegal with the new law that they have to turn them in. Uh, they won't be compensated for those, and it's just completely insane. And I mean, Missouri, you know, you get away from the the big cities, and you got a lot of rural, and that ain't gonna fly. But what you've got in the big cities is a bunch of um, half-qualified voters, to be honest with you, uh, that they just think, oh, yeah, gun law, that's going to help. You know, and out in California, all right, I guess here's our guest. Good afternoon. I'm hoping this is Ted. Yeah, whatever you do, unmute me. This is Ted Nugent calling. How are you doing there, Kelly? Hey, dude, you, you are not muted. You are you are live and unplugged. You know, I've got this First Amendment thing going on for 64 years, clean and sober. I cannot be muted. Have you noticed that? I, you know, I love it. I'm having so much fun unmuted, it's unnatural. You can't do this in France, by the way. <laughs> That's the problem with France. It's full of French. Have you noticed? One of many, yes. If I, but can I, if I may, if I may, Kelly, on your wonderful radio, get down here, can I... Ted Nugent, can I respectfully sing the uh, French national anthem that Barack Obama wants Americas to sing? By all means. All right, this is Ted Nugent, live with my blood brother Kelly, uh, celebrating truth, self-evident truth, and logic and common sense. And uh, I would like to now sing the French national anthem that is now catching on in America. It goes like this. Pretty pathetic, isn't it? It's pathetic. I, I identify. I see. I spotlight cockroaches. That's what the First Amendment is really uh, about: spotlighting cockroaches so the voters can stomp them. The, you know, you know. I've been listening to you fight the good fight for a long time, and I've I been doing it forever. I, I, I'm a huge fan from way back in the days when when your guitar was more important than your guns. You know, um, but I, I, I really, I was just telling the listeners out there when I when I listen to you and when I look at you. I mean, you are like a, a breath from the past. I mean, you are the embodiment of what I think our founding fathers were, I, I, and I mean that. I mean, standing up for your individual rights and, you know, don't tread on me kind of a guy. And that's Well, I appreciate that, and believe me, uh, what Ted Nugent speaks about, what I stand for, the way I live uh, is still common and sensible across this land. In fact, you know, you say you're a big fan. Basically, we're all big fans of the truth and logic. We have to use it in our lives to be accountable right. and be productive. So when I speak, I'm not speaking for Ted Nugent, the guitar player. I'm speaking for we the people, the, the people in the asset column, the people that bust our ass to be as productive and be as energized and positive as we can possibly be because we, we cherish our duty to be in the asset column instead of the liability column like the Barack Obama supporters uh, tend to celebrate. So I appreciate that, but believe me, I know it. Well, you know what? When when I see people like you and I, I talk to people Wait like a minute. You, see people like me. Who else is like me? I don't think I've seen anybody else. No, like no, me. no. I mean people that are in the same in the same uh, camp. Okay? Yeah, that, believe that me. Against, all right. Um, <laughs> there are a bunch. You know, it depends whether you're speaking musically or politically. <laughs> politically. 
All right. Well, there's Rand Paul, and there's uh, Mike Rogers, and there's Governor Rick Perry, and Attorney General Greg Abbott, and and uh, Ted Cruz. I could name a bunch of Republicans oh, yeah. that are really tough and on the point, but the, but they're not getting the job done. If there still is a death tax, if Eric Holder is not in jail, then the Republicans aren't doing their job. I agree. I agree. And Eric Holder's the tip of the iceberg as far as filling up that jail cell. Sure, yeah, it's really pathetic. It's an embarrassing time that that, uh, Hillary Clinton is not uh, in shackles someplace being uh, held accountable for the death of four Americans in dangerous areas that not only didn't have proper and sensible security, but that she refused to provide on the anniversary of 9-11. Are you kidding me? What is this? One flew over the cuckoo's nest meets the planet of the apes? This is just downright diabolical what our government is getting away with. Well, you know what? Maybe you can explain this to me, because I know you had to sit there and talk to these folks up in Washington uh, on many occasions. Where is it that they have to say, my good friend on the other side of the aisle? I mean, honest to God, I think a good caning in the Senate would be a real good godsend, you know? Um, I don't just... understand that. You know, you're, Kelly, you're asking a very important question, because uh, so when the dust settled, Hillary Clinton got away with the criminality of scolding elected officials whose job it was to ask her where was the security, why did you uh, guide Rice to, to lie, to absolutely lie that the Benghazi attack was based on a video? Are you kidding me? And so the, the hearings are over, and Hillary goes to the bar. She doesn't get behind bars. She goes to the bar, and Republicans kind of, you know, shrug their shoulders and go, well, that wasn't very nice. You've got to be kidding me. You know, if somebody's in my band and I catch them smoking dope, I don't, I don't scold them. I fire them, and then I call the cops. Yeah. That's what, well, I, I just don't understand. And, you know, and then of all people, John McCain, I don't know where he found him. He grew up here in the middle of the night. And said there was a huge cover-up, and now we got that going on. I mean, it's been going on for the longest, but it's just—it really I, is a cover-up. And I think what John oh, McCain, how huge. he scolded, uh, uh, what's his name on CNN or, or CBS, whatever it was, Dick Gregory, I think his name is. Yeah. Um, you know, John McCain, uh, he he does a great job on occasion. He also, unfortunately, does a, a terrible job on occasion. But that moment was certainly the John McCain and the Republicans and and the We the People elected representatives that I'm dying to see more of. But it's not about just scolding Dick Gregory. It's about getting Eric Holder arrested and finding out why our president can send trillions of dollars to our enemies and send F-16 fighter jets to to Egypt, uh, but somehow we can't drill and, and mine our own energy at home. I mean, I could go on and on and on. The abuse of power, the the criminal abuse of power, the criminal corruption, the entrenched um, modus operandi of deceit and fraud and out-and-out lying and the smoke and mirrors as manifested very clear and present dangerously by the State of the Union address you know, I, the, the the common sense, logic, pragmatic, self-sufficient, productive American families recoil in horror every time this president unleashes his next scam, his next diatribe of, 
of deceit and deception and fraud and just outright lying. I, I, it's just heartbreaking, Kelly. Well, and what what amazes me, and I, and I, I I'm, I'm no genius, trust me, but it amazes me that the people just stand around like sheep and say nothing. Our elected officials, like you said, they stand there and they say nothing. And it's just, it's depressing. And I mean, where a person like you has a, a soapbox you can get up on and talk to millions of people anytime you want to. Yeah, actually, this isn't a soapbox. It's a Sherman tank. <laughs> okay. I'm standing on a Sherman tank. Well, let, let me bring a little positive glow for you from the uh, the uh, last best place of freedom and, and self-evident truth, and that's the wonderful Republic of Texas. You know, if you study uh, the bold, straight talk and take-no-crap statements and, and stands of this great Governor Rick Perry and our courageous constitutionally driven Attorney General Greg Abbott and our great con- uh, Congressman Ted Cruz and, and Louis Gohmert and uh, Bill uh, Flores and uh, so many, and Cronin and even Ron Paul uh, for the most part. Uh, you really are hearing what we the people need to say. Just the fact that Thousands of professional law enforcement, particularly in sheriff's department across this country, are telling uh, these uh, these freedom-hating, gun-hating, NRA-hating, uh, constitutional and Second Amendment-hating politicians that are continuing to infringe, uh, to violate the Constitution by infringing our Second Amendment rights. Just listen to the brave, courageous, uh, take-a-stand, don't-tread-on-me statements of the heroes of law enforcement and military across this country that will refuse to obey an order or to enforce an order to confiscate weapons from law-abiding American families. So there is a glow of truth and and common sense and constitutionalism that is alive and well in this country, uh, and, and it's being uh, it, it exu- it's exuded by the people in positions of power. So thank God for that. Well, I just I just hope people remember this uh, come the next election when when some of the people that were fudging around on the lines they need to find a new occupation because that's that's the problem we got people in Washington that are too worried about keeping their jobs instead of doing their job, you know. Well, when you listen to the you know, and I I, I am the the most the, the proudest punching bag in the liberal in the history of liberal hysteria. I mean, I I, I was at the State of the Union address in Washington D.C. the other day. And the the blatant, mind-boggling, soulless, dishonest, unprofessional journalist jihad against me, claiming that I threatened to kill the president. Yeah, that would be me, Ted Nugent, who threatened to kill the president at the State of the Union address. Because people who threaten to kill the president are always welcome into the House chambers for the State of the Union address. Are you kidding me? I've, I've read so, that so the Secret Service conclusion that I threaten no one, that doesn't matter. It matters what Salon.com says or Wikipedia. Right? This wouldn't make up. You know, Alfred Hitchcock wouldn't produce this movie because the birds was at least believable. <laughs> That's a good one. That's true. It is It is crazy, some of the crazy stuff. I, I, I saw that the next day because, to be honest with you, I forced myself to watch that entire thing, praying and hoping that somebody would stand up and say liar. You know, I was. Well, the uh, whole thing was a lie, you know. But I guess oh, I a, can. It was a joke. I, 
I guess I can respond most most um, accurately by saying, Kelly, thank God Superman has arrived because I'm so relieved that this incredible you know savior in chief is going to end world hunger, stop global warming, save the children, bring about you know peace and love throughout the planet. And uh, and make sure that everyone is treated fairly. My goodness, why hasn't anyone done this before? You got to be kidding me. This guy is the scam artist, the deceit master. He is the illegitimate dog of Saul Alinsky. Lying, 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 and the brain dead, soulless, subhuman idiots across this country voted this guy in office and stand up and cheer when he said he's going to make everything fair. Really? You're going to you're going to make everything fair. Let me see. Now my guess of fairness would be that those paying all the taxes have to pay more, but those paying none at all can continue to pay none at all. Now that's the fairness I seek. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's the a fair world. It's a fairy tale. The guy's you know, a bad it, man. Your uh, your Facebook page, I got to tell you, your Facebook page was lit up today by folks posting on there about stuff with the Supreme Court not getting documents that were filed in that whole birther get thing. Yeah, it's it, it's 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 as loony as loony could possibly be. I mean, you stop and think about you know just to take this Derner guy, this uh, this murderous ex cop in in California. If you read his manifesto, you know who he listed as his heroes: this cop murderer, this vile criminal devil murderer was praising everybody that hates me isn't that coincidental <laughs> that the the devil supports those who don't like ted nugent which proves i'm such a sweetheart uh well you know so what? you don't have to look far for evidence to support uh what is uh known to be true in this country well here's here's a food for thought if one of these nut jobs that went out and committed one of these heinous crimes with a weapon recently Happened to own at any time or have ever heard a Ted Nugent song at any time in their life, they they could probably blame you for being the the functionary behind their actions. Well, actually, people did blame me because uh, oh, I, understand I, he, I understand he was wearing Levi's at the time, and that's my <laughs> pant of choice. <laughs> and he'd seen an electric guitar, even um, though I'm a Wrangler guy. But anyhow, um, <laughs> but, or, or or Carhartt, or what's this new uh, mountain khakis? But anyhow. Yeah, it gets that stupid. Uh, if you just listen to anybody who has a problem with Ted Nugent, don't don't contest them. Let them speak, and you are witnessing someone who has got a sun-baked turd for a brain. <laughs> I am so proud of the people that hate me. and I, I think I'm a pretty good guy. I, I think I'm pretty A-OK, but I cannot grasp how good I must be <laughs> to cause such idiots to hate me like that. It's, they, they don't understand what, what you're doing. I mean, it's because you're not you're not in the popular mainstream thought. Then I won't sing that she, that French national right. anthem. You know. And you're not and you're not towing the line. I mean, it's just you are. And I'm just I'm just telling you. I mean, when I think about our founding fathers and stuff, you're the kind of guy that was standing there in the crowd, making sure they they dotted the i's and crossed the t's the right way. Because there wasn't just one Ted Nugent; there was a whole nation of them at that point in time. Well, there you know. still is a bunch of us out here, but remember, I've said it. You know, I write for uh, uh, WorldNet Daily. I would welcome people to come to WorldNetDaily.com, and certainly I have dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of articles I've written for WashingtonTimes.com, HumanEvents.com, and uh, Newsmax.com, and I write for a number of sporting publications. But if you come to my website, JerryGarcia.com, I actually, 
I, I actually had a guy ask me, what's your website, Ted? And I said, TomPetty.com. Um, no, if you actually if you actually come to my website, which would be TedNugent.com, um, and you, I have a talk back, but I believe you can uh, access the archival drama of the uh, self-evident truth gushing pieces that I've written over the years, including two New York Times bestsellers. But come to TedNugent.com and really examine what's going on in the truth about working hard, playing hard America, because I know with this, the support I get from really great, great Americans, the heroes of military and law enforcement, the families, the ranchers, and the farmers, and the cops, and the teachers, and the and the and the, the, the grocery store guy, and the and the hardware guy, and the dry cleaning guy, and the and the, the bagel guy. I mean, just people that set their alarm clock and put their heart and soul into being the very best that they can be, being as productive as they can possibly be, challenging themselves every day to be an asset to their family, their neighborhood, their fellow man, and the environment. Uh, I am so proud that those are the people that contact me literally by the minute every day, Kelly, and I know that I represent the most positive, the most confident the most productive Americans that are, are alive. So I couldn't be more proud of that. Absolutely. I do have a question for you. One of the listeners, uh, he's out in the state of California, and um, he would like to know what your thoughts are about what's going on out there in California right now with the new gun laws are trying to pass. Well, the, the California elected officials have certainly lost their soul. I mean, only the guilty need to feel guilty because there are a few uh, Republicans out there that still have some T-Rex scrotum material going on, but they haven't wielded it effectively enough yet because ISIS was questioning the whole Fast and Furious thing, but Eric Holder's not in shackles yet, so um, until Eric Holder's in prison, uh, the, 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 the elected officials haven't done their job. But the gun owners of California are doing God's work out there. I've got a lot of friends out there, just the greatest Americans you'd ever want to meet live in California, all across the state. My son, my daughter live out there. Uh, a lot of my hunting buddies and my fellow musicians live out there. And they know that there's this Nazi movement, there's this insanity where you can own a certain type of rifle um, with the exact same rate of fire, the exact same caliber, exact same functionality as one that's banned. But as long as your rifle can have a magazine that is detachable by a tool and a bullet qualifies as a legal tool, so I, I can't make this stuff up. So you got the Barbara Boxers, the Diane Feinsteins, the Jerry Browns, the uh, the, uh, the the Nancy Pelosi's. Are you kidding me? These people hate freedom. They hate self sufficiency. They are so corrupt and power abusing. Uh, you you got some subhuman squalling. You don't need to read this. You need to sign it. That happens in the United States of America by the Speaker of the House by Nancy Pelosi, and this lady's not in jail yet. Are you oh, kidding me? So what's happening in California is diabolical. It's 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 a, it's a criminal. Uh, the very laws are criminal. The banning of proper firepower for families to protect their, themselves with. Yeah, these people are brain dead making these laws, just like going on with Andrew Cuomo and Mayor Bloomberg and what's going on in New York and California and Illinois. It's just it's just dastardly what's going on. So I'm hoping that we the people, you know, once again engage in this sacred experiment, self-government, and send these uh, corrupt politicians packing. Well, can I ask you a real quick question? When I when I hear the passion in your voice about this subject, okay, I, I know you're not pushing this agenda to make a buck. That's not even the... I'm pushing this even. agenda and losing a buck. Who are you kidding? Exactly, exactly. Um, where, do you, where do you find your motivation? 
I mean, to, to keep fighting the good fight. Because I think Kelly, a lot of us just get tired of beating our head on the wall. Kelly, I've I got to tell you, it's, the answer to that question it could not be more profound. I communicate with, on an hourly basis, throughout the day, throughout the week, throughout the year, uh, with the heroes of the U.S. military. When I, was at, when I was at the House Chambers for the State of the Union Address and walking the halls of Congress and across the streets and, and all the major, you know, the Capitol in Washington, D.C., every uniform cop, every undercover cop, every federal agent with a little earpiece in their ear, they all saw me, their eyes lit up, and they all stopped what they were doing, and they ran over and thanked me and looked around and went, Ted, God bless you, man. Thanks for saying what I wish I could say, man. Keep it up, man. Keep raising hell. We're with you all the way. Do you think that I need any more confidence-building support than those who enforce our laws and swear under oath to enforce and abide by and protect and serve the U.S. Constitution? you think I need any more inspiration than that, particularly in the most dynamic form those families and fellow U.S. military warriors and law enforcement warriors who join me to salute the flag and pray around a flag-draped coffin, and their families have me perform the national anthem or sing one of my hunting songs or just take the children of a, of a dead warrior on a, on a hunting or a fishing trip and thank me for standing up for common sense in the American way. Yeah, the, the critics hate of me rolls off my back like personal hygiene off of Michael Moore. Uh, <laughs> I, I could not possibly be more confident that I'm standing up for the most superior human beings in the world. And those are the heroes of the U.S. military who have had their legs and their arms and their eyes and their skin blown off serving and, and, and fulfilling their oath to the U.S. Constitution. While the community organizer, Acorn, Chicago gangster-in-chief, abuses the very constitution that these military warriors serve and protect. So I don't need any more uh, support than that, and it drives me to make sure I use the freedoms as provided at such great sacrifice by the heroes of the military, by the warriors who give everything so that I can be a free American as guidelined by the U.S. Constitution Bill of Rights. I need no more inspiration than that. Great. Great answer. I appreciate that. I mean... I'm I'm one of those guys that used to wear the uniform, um, and uh, I tell you what, there's there was times when I was in the service that I would look at the commander in chief, and it was like, oh, that person is not worthy of my of my you know dedication. But the yeah, it's a hard Let me leave you home. with this, Kelly. Uh, I, number one, thank you, uh, thank you for your common sense, thank you for uh, spreading the word and and, get, and prodding people to get rid of this horrible scourge, this curse of apathy. We salute you, and I appreciate the time on your show. But let me leave you with this heartbreaking situation that America uh, should be most offended by, even with all the different offenses that are taking place today. The President of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama, goes to the Vietnam Memorial Wall, and he claims to say a prayer and pay tribute and honor 58,000 dead American warriors who fought communism, who died, who gave their lives fighting communism. And then this son-of-a-bitch president hires and appoints and associates with communists. Who can't see that diabolical offense? Who can't see that when he takes 
all his speech guidance, all his policy guidance from Valerie Jarrett and Van Jones and Bill Ayers and Reverend Wright and other and, and Cass Sunstein appointed as the czar, the 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 regulatory czar. Check out the czars under President Obama. He he appoints and hires and associates with communists. The same communists that 58,000 American warriors died fighting, our president hangs out with. It doesn't get any more diabolical than that. Yep. I agree. All right, man, I'm going to run. God bless you. And uh, I I look forward to uh, getting back with you again sometime, Kelly. All right, brother. Be good. Take care. All right, good night. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Ted Nugent. And um, I I guess you just... (laughs) You want to know what Ted has to say? There you go. He pretty much said it. Um, this show is going to be cataloged. It'll be available for uh, you guys repeating and, and sharing around the internet. I don't think you're going to hear a more straight from the heart. This this was completely unplugged, completely live, completely right out there. There was no editing. So by all means, take a copy of this show, link it to your websites, share it with the world. All right. Um, Ted's got a message, and the more people that hear it, the better off we as Americans and people around the world that are free uh, will benefit from it. Um, like I said, the, the man, he's driven. Uh, he has a mission, and <clears throat> I know I know it's costing personally uh, and financially to, to carry this mission forward, um, but it's something he believes in. And, you know, the thing is that uh, it, it wouldn't hurt any of us to have a little uh, extra, you know, Ted on our side. I've got a phone call here from area code 910. Who do we have? Hello, this is Deborah. Yeah, Deborah, what can I do for you? This is Kelly Outdoors. Well, I just turned on your show. I've never heard it before. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We had that. Uh, did you just turn it on just a few minutes ago? Oh, just now. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I missed it because I would have loved to have heard you. Well, I'll tell you what. When the show's over, okay, you can go back on the show and you can click on on the on the thing that has Ted Nugent on there as the guest and hear the show in its entirety. Okay. But I'm I'm very sad to hear all the things that are happening. It is depressing, uh, you know. And the the, the the more you read in the news, uh, the more depressing it gets, you know. Um, you hear the people out there that are just acting crazy and causing a lot of grief for everybody else, and and our, it seems like our government is just whittling away at every freedom we have, you know, and it's it's kind of sad. But I want to say thank you for coming on the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna if you have anything to say, go ahead and say it, and uh, and I'll be happy to talk to you if you want, or you can just continue listening, whichever you like. And I am quite disturbed. I just found out. I know they've been trying to put this into effect for quite a while, but with that Obamacare plan starting in March, they're going to start implanting the American citizens with that microchip for that health care. I didn't hear that. They're going to have to. Everybody's going to get a microchip. Yes, that is part of the Obamacare plan. And I believe we'll have three years to get it, and probably our care will be shut off if we don't get it. Well, that's not good. I haven't heard that, but you know what? There's a lot of states that right now are currently refusing to open up um, 
oh, the exchanges. And if they don't open up the exchanges, they can't implement the Obamacare. I have a lot of faith in the fact that people are going to wake up, everybody on, on both sides of the aisle is going to wake up and see what a nightmare this thing is, and, and they're going to kick it out. And uh, Laura knows I hope they do, because it's not going to be good for anybody. Um, the people that need the help the most are going to be getting it the least. You know, they'll be decided, it'll be decided that they're not worthy of the health care, and they'll get flushed out of the system. So, But I want to thank you for calling in, okay? Well, thank you for all you do. Well, thank you very much. You have a good afternoon, okay? Good night. You too, and God bless you. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've got um, – I'm going to be on here for about another six or seven minutes. If anybody else has some comments or something, I will say this. One of the one of the people on the show sent in a thing about what's going on out in California uh, with the gun laws out there. Completely off the freaking wall nuts. Okay, area code 208, you're on the air with Kelly. Go. Hey, Kelly. Scott Rockland from Idaho. How you doing? Hey, Wolfman, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> hey, not a whole lot, man. I, I'm glad I caught the show. I just happened to uh, catch your show in between some wolf hunting, and, uh, man, what a great job. I'll tell you what, to, to host uh, Ted Nugent and uh, handle him the way you did is, is pretty amazing. I mean, he's just such an overpowering, great guy. Good he's job. Awesome. He's awesome. He is absolutely awesome. And, you know, the thing about it is he has a, he has a way of expressing himself that – um, I think most of us wish the heck we could, you know? Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. I mean, <laughs> he's a fantastic fighter for all of us. So what's going on in the world of Scott Rockholm besides trying to keep the wolf population at bay? Uh, we're getting ready to uh, go to a film festival in Salt Lake uh, next month. Uh, we're going to expand our, our reach a little bit further. We're going to reach out to the world through a... Uh, through our films and, and, and get the word out on, on how bad the wolf situation is here. Uh, Washington and Oregon right now are experiencing massive uh, damages caused by wolves. Their people are waking up to a nightmare, and so, you know, we reach out to them and help them as best we can. And uh, so it's it's just, it's, you know, the, the spillover from Idaho and Montana, these wolves don't, it's like, uh, you know, it's like a powder keg. It's, it's ready to explode. There's so many wolves, and they're hungry, and they're they're seeking out other places to go find that food. And people that are caught off guard um, finally have this problem, you know, they're faced with, and 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 it saddens them. I mean, they're panicked. So we we do the best we can to give them a hand, and now we're working in about five different states. Well, when you take that up to Salt Lake City, you know you're going to be making a lot more friends. <laughs> yeah. I hope so. Yeah. And yeah. but you know what's really ironic. Two, three years ago, when you were telling the people of Washington and Oregon and Northern California, you guys better you know, strap it on because it's headed your way. Remember some of the nasty comments and the snickers oh, and the yeah. laughs and, oh, you're crazy. It's like, oh, yeah, whatever. And so now when the wolves are over there munching on tree huggers, it's going to be a little interesting. Yeah, you know, the, that's the, the it's, it's a sad way to think about I told you so because – uh, as hard as I tried, I did have quite a few really good people jump on board, um, started spreading our message and trying to enlighten people on, on the actual facts, not the Disney facts that the Discovery Channel and National Geographic put out, but, you know, the actual facts. These wolves were, were implemented. They were put here for a reason, and this ties into what Ted was talking about. These wolves were here put here to diminish hunting to the point where where use of firearms would no longer be needed. There's not going to be hunting in Idaho. Much of our state is already getting reduced. Um, we're, we're going to draw a system. They're looking to implement a point system now. Idaho has never had that, never needed it. And now, you know, 15 
16 years after wolf introduction, we they just ran through our elk like it was nothing. And so we tried to explain that to the folks in Washington and Oregon, but they're independent as well, you know, so they, they thought they had the solution, and, and they they woke up, unfortunately, to find out that it was um, it was unsuccessful, you know. We just needed an army. All we needed is a bunch of people to show up and stand with us, and we would fight shoulder to shoulder with them. That's all we needed. So I told you so won't cut it because, you know, I still have sleepless nights thinking about it. It's just an awful situation they're in. Oh, I agree. I agree, but, you know, I'm I'm not trying to gloat about the fact. I'm just simply stating the fact that maybe somebody should have listened, you know. Yeah. And, and yeah. There's, there's still going to be, I hate to say it, there's still going to be those people that are going to cross their arms and stick their tongue out at you even while they got one of the dark shadowy shapes sneaking up on them from behind, you know. Well, the truth is a beautiful thing because, see, they can't hide behind, they can't hide behind the falsified studies anymore. They can't. Uh, hide behind the National Geographic uh, footage uh, of, you know, these this harmonious um, uh, uh, living with wolves. Uh, they can't do it anymore because the damage has been done so rapidly and, and so badly that, that, that people just, I mean, you, you ought to see the amount of outfitters in the state of Idaho that have gone out of business. And I think it's happening in Montana as well. And that you can't hide that. That's economics, you know, and the, those small towns are, are, are crumbling because of it. So you look at a place like Missouri. I mean, Missouri's got, you know, there's wolves been spotted in Missouri and North Dakota, South Dakota, the Midwest is getting them as well. And they're and the problem's spreading, and we just need to stop this love affair with this apex predator that is, is not a necessary um, animal to have in our ecosystem. It's just not necessary. If we if we choose to have abundance of wildlife to feed our families, then we, we can't have these massive populations of wolves. Right. So, well, especially it, those, those big old monsters from the Yukon. That's just that. that. <laughs> Kelly, I was out hunting the other day, and, and this is on my own property. i got a fairly large piece of land. And uh, the wolves have been out on my property. They've been chasing around what's left of an elk herd, and there's about 40 elk left. And these elk, these wolves specialize. Now, these animals are very, very smart, in the, and they'll figure out a way to kill those elk the easiest way possible so they don't exert any energy. One way they do it is they run them off a cliff. They'll run the herd, the entire herd, off a cliff like a buffalo jump. Then they'll, then they'll work their way to the bottom and feed on the dead. The other way they do it is, is similar to what they use here on my place. Is they, they, I have two railroad tracks that run north and south through the north part of the panhandle of the state. Those wolves specialize in keeping those elk very, very close to those railroad tracks so they get hit by the trains. Then they just come by and pick them up. So I was out the other day and I was hunting. Well, let me back up. I was out the other day uh, in town. I didn't take my rifle with me as I almost always do. And I came home and here's a a pack of wolves chasing a herd of elk across my my driveway. And I'm sitting there and it's the most hopeless feeling you can ever imagine because one of those wolves easily pushed 150 to 170 pounds. It very well could have gone even more. It was huge. That is a massive, massive killing machine. So there's five wolves in that pack, and they're working over those elk left and right. And two days later, boom, here is not the same wolf, a different wolf of that same size, a different pack. So I have two packs working my property. And hunting these things is not the solution. Hunters need to realize that they use hunting as a tool to get people um, our side. You know, the hunters kind of energized about having a wolf program because then they can go hunt wolves. Well, these things are damn hard to hunt, and they're very smart. You know, you have to use every tool in the book to get rid of them once you get them. So, you know, these massive these massive uh, animals are all over 
all over my place. Hmm. Well, you know what, Scott? What are you doing yeah. Wednesday night? What am I doing Wednesday night? Yeah. I'll make time. You need me on? Do you need me on? Yeah. I, we're, let's strike while the iron's hot. Let's do this. Okay. Sure. All right. You got it. Okay, bud. This is only going to be about a 45-minute show, so I'm going to have to go ahead and wrap this up and uh, put it to bed. And, you got it. Uh, you take care, buddy. All right. Thanks, Scott, a lot. I appreciate it, man. You're doing God's work out there. Okay. Yep, you be you good. do the same. Thank, Thank you. Bye. All right. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that was Scott Rockholm. In case you don't know it, uh, there's a huge problem with, with wolves in the Yellowstone area of uh, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana. And um, if you haven't seen elk up there, it's thank the wolves. And uh, it's it's getting worse. So um, Scott has been on the show before. He's going to come back on Wednesday night. We're going to replay the, the Ted Nugent program. And then we'll jump right in there with Scott Rockholm for the remainder of the program. And he can tell you what's going on with the wolf population. And it is truly, truly, truly one of the saddest episodes in American conservation in a long, long time. So... Anyway, um, I want to thank everybody that was able to get here this afternoon. Like I said, it was kind of a last-minute deal. Um, the folks with Ted uh, managed to put it together, and uh, I want to say thank you to Linda, uh, Ted's uh, uh, media gal. And, Ted, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time. I know you're getting pulled seven different ways from Sunday. Anyway, everybody, God bless, take care, and we'll see you again soon. <laughs>